What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. This is the Wednesday episode, and man, do we have an episode today. I'm excited to have you guys here. JD, my brother, I hate the fact that you are uh, uh, um, all the way in another time zone. So like when I'm going through my day and things are happening and subjects are changing for the episode, I'm never able to talk to you. But I do want to say one thing quickly to make sure it's out there. We have a lightning storm going on here in Dallas. Therefore, if for some reason my power goes out, JD will continue this episode until I get my power back and I come back. I actually just got an alert from people down um, maybe like four miles from here that says that they lost power. Um, the power grid out here is very weird, though. Things can go here. Things can go in there. Who knows? So could I disappear for a little bit? I could. Uh, so I wanted to go ahead and just let you know, JD is already well aware of this and he's ready to continue the show without me. This is not a topic that he's new to. Um, in fact, if I disappeared, he might just go ham on it, you know? Uh, but JD, what's <laughs> up, bro? Before we dive into tonight's topic, what's, what's up? happening, my brother? Good to see you twice in one day. God is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's twice, well, twice in one day for you, twice in two, two in a few hours, but two days for me god is good mm -hmm. guys i just want to say before we get into this live like I've, I've i've got this on on my heart to share it with you again um please everybody that joins the live exercise discernment don't just listen don't just listen to what we say on this podcast but test every spirit as we see in first john Test everything to see whether or not it is from God. Please go back to the book, go back to the Bible, and, and double-check absolutely everything we have said here tonight. Um, again, remember to like and subscribe. Remember to go check out the Bible reading. We already Genesis 30-something, and there will be another episode launched this Friday. Um, and before we get into this, I'm going to pray, Mark's going to pray, and we're going to trust that the Holy Spirit will lead us that we will do this with humble and contrite hearts because again what the purpose of this podcast is not to mock anyone we're not attacking any of these people personally but we are standing on the truth we are attacking their false religion and their false perception of how god moves today we have got a closed canon of scripture we have got what does the scripture say mark mentioned it in another video yesterday or the day before Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, it doesn't say faith comes by hearing the word of the prophets. It says the word of God. No one speaks without authority today and says, thus says the Lord, if the canon is closed. People used to speak like this prior to a closed canon. And, and this is one of the biggest arguments that has that has that has rocked the christian world for the past 20 years i will challenge you guys to go and search for any prophets or apostles prior to the 1900s and you will find nothing you will Hold find on. nothing you're jumping the gun you're jumping the, we got we, this is all going to talk about tonight this going to go longer than jd probably even has but um all right let us pray though because tonight is a night that we want to pray um so Amen. join us in the prayer heavenly father First and foremost, what we're doing doesn't matter. What you're doing matters. So thank you that this entire creation bends to your will and, and, and is controlled by the word of your mouth. Thank you that we woke up this morning and we drew breath. 
Thank you that we have another day to proclaim your gospel to the lost, to proclaim your gospel to those that do not know. Thank you for another moment that we have to share your word. Father, tonight, as 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 you already know, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about something that is definitely on our hearts, and, and, and we believe you placed it on our hearts. And many might not understand the passion that you have, Father, but you are a consuming God, a jealous God. And when others are, are doing things that are not truly in your name, Father, they are not glorifying you, and you are a jealous and angry God when people glorify falseness. And, and therefore, Father, it makes me angry because your word says that you hate the prophet who speaks on your behalf but does not speak your word. So, Father, if you hate that prophet, and I am called to hate what you hate, Father, I hate that feeling of someone disrespecting your name, Father. So I ask you to be with us tonight. Do not let us speak against you. Do not let us ever speak against your spirit. Guide our words and give the sermon to everyone listening. May anyone listening who has the Holy Spirit in them, may that spirit that we share that continues to, be, to conform us to be one, guide us all to truth tonight. If I am in error, let me find truth tonight. If they are in error, let them find truth tonight, Father. Tonight is a night for the sheep. Tonight is a night for the body because we must make known who speaks for you, Father. This is a very serious matter because your word is the one thing that will never pass away. Your word is the infallible, the inerrant. And when someone claims to speak your word, Father, we have to be sure if it is your word or not. So I ask that you move tonight and let your spirit be present tonight. In Jesus' holy name, we ask you these things, and we believe that they will be answered. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just want to add as well, thank you, Father God, for this love. Thank you for this opportunity that each and every single brother and sister in the chat, that your Holy Spirit will move with them and give them the discernment to see in the word of God for themselves, that you will remove the scales of anyone who still believes that they are being in, that, 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 that you are moving in ways that you no longer move. We trust that you are all powerful, all knowing and all wonderful. And that every good thing happens to those who believe you work out all things for the good of those who believe and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. And amen. amen. So I've got my green Sweet, tea over here. As many of you know, I have not been feeling good the last couple of days. So if you see me sipping green tea, it's just me trying to keep my throat good. If you Small see me sipping coffee, it's just because I love coffee. <laughs> he's got he's to wake up. He's got to wake up. So guys, many of you know what happened today. And if you don't, if you're not a TikTok user, I will fill you in with the quick and short. Uh, constantly we come across these people that demand that we must respect these people who call themselves prophets and, and mm. we cannot speak against them or else God shall punish us because they are anointed. And often in this Christianity game we play online, this is how the game works. One Christian says, no, the Bible says this. The other Christian says, no, the Bible says this. And then they just throw verses back at each other, back and forth at each other. That's all we do. Nobody on that side cares what you're saying. Nobody on this side cares what you're saying. And really at the end of the day, it just ends that way. And I've realized that if I'm just going to be giving verses to people who aren't listening, then let us move to the next step that the Bible makes very clear that a prophet of God is not just because he speaks it, but it is evident. And I challenged all the prophets that exist today. If you be a prophet of God, if you speak for some God out there and if his name be Yahweh, then defend that name because I challenge you. And I say you are not a prophet and whatever God you're serving is a false God. Now, 
That's a very dangerous thing to say if they were real profits. And anyone who's known me longer than a day knows I would not play that game. I will not be, I will not speak like that randomly. You all know I love God way more than all of you. So, you know, someone who might have just met me might be like, this guy's just being arrogant. He's going to whatever. Anybody who knows me knows I went to the Lord before this. I sat in prayer and said, Lord, I understand what this means. I understand that when I say these words, that, that, it, that I'm saying some words that if I was wrong are dangerous. And I said, Lord, if, if you don't want these words said, I, you can kill me right now. Before I would rather you take my life than me say anything against you. I said, Lord, I'm going to do this for you because they are glorifying. Because I want you to understand why I get so angry. If 100 people show up to a prophet service and the prophet is being glorified and, and yes, they think it's God's power. If it's not God's power, that means people are calling something God's that's not God's. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God is not the one moving there, something is getting the glory that is not God. Amen. And I don't know if you Amen. know this. But our God does not play that game. He does Amen. not. He is a consuming fire. And God's yeah. word is not something to play with. Like, I don't have a problem. If people want to be false by themselves, that's fine. But you have, and here's the really problem. You have young Christians who are being convinced that I can lose my salvation because this apostle told me, this prophet told me, I can have demons in me. These lies. Mm, mm. Gentlemen, Galatians 1 says, if anyone preach you a gospel contrary to the one you have heard. Let them be accursed. I repeat. Actually, he says, as we said, we say again or something like that. And he repeats it again. And this time he says, even we or an angel from heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, if someone is saying that you can lose your salvation, that is not the gospel that we preach. If someone nope. is saying that you can be a Holy Spirit and dwell believer and the Holy Spirit cannot defend that temple, that is not the gospel we preach. Nope. If nope. anybody speaks a word from the Lord that is not his words, the Bible says, do not fear him. So I mm -hmm. do not these prophets. And I know that they yeah. don't serve my God because my God is a living God. And my God does not need these false prophets with their charlatan acts. So that's why tonight's happening. And if you disagree after this episode, you've been warned. Our job is not to beg yeah. you to believe anything. You nope. have been warned. So we're going to no. go through the scriptures. We're going to talk about Ephesians 4 and Revelation. And we're going to talk about all these things. And, and then you need to make a decision. Do I trust God's word or do I trust my own emotions because I was present for something that made me feel good inside? Do I saw something that I think was a sign or a wonder? We're going to look at what the scriptures say about signs and wonders. Because I don't know if you know yeah. this, but it does not say just trust the sign and wonder if you see it. So yeah. that's what we're going to be diving into today. Let me go ahead and start pulling the Bible up. Um, okay, cool. So, so what I want to add on the back of that is, and and I live in a country um, where there are prophets on every single corner. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of churches who claim that the 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 head pastor is an apostle or a prophet. And and here's the problem: when I meet people that are involved in such ministries. And I asked them what the gospel is. They can't tell me. But what they can tell me is what was prophesied over their life. And they trust in God for the fulfillment of this prophecy. And let me tell you something. Even I, there was multiple prophecies over my life by these false prophets. Not a single one of these prophecies have come to pass. 
Not a single one. All of them, all of these prophecies were, were puffed up, me being wealthy, me being a prominent leader, me doing this, me leading thousands and millions of youth to the Lord, me this, me that. It was all focused on me. Here's the first problem with, with these prophecies, uh, brothers and sisters. I would say this. They're going to get some of these right. If they prophesy over people nonstop, like there's going to be some you get right, right? A broken clock is right yeah. twice. So I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. And again, what happens is, the person who's being prophesied over is more focused on the prophecy than on Romans 12, 2, which says that we are not to conform to the pattern of this world, but we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices. These people do not walk around as living sacrifices. They are not preaching the gospel. They are walking around giving a word from the Lord, word from the Lord, word from the Lord. But none of these words from the Lord have got anything to do with salvation. They've got absolutely nothing to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of his eternally begotten son. It's got nothing to do with the Alpha and the Omega. Nothing to do about the first and the last. Nothing to do about us being awake to the deception that Satan has got the world covenant and at the moment. And, and we, I've said this on many podcasts before this, the left is growing rapidly. And as the left grows, so do these false prophets peek their heads out everywhere. Every week there's a new prophet. And, and this is how it works. If I keep slinging things, there's 103 people at the chat. If I start throwing out symptoms, if there's someone out there in the chat today battling with headaches, the Lord has got a word for you. Ooh, guess guess what? For that too. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Ninety percent of the population battles with headaches. Why? Because we do not eat healthy and we do not drink enough water. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the headache demon that is that is that is oppressing you. This is. <laughs> Or that is indwelt you rather. So again, as we get into the scriptures, there's there's many many scriptures we're going to unpack. As Mark said, this is not this is not something that we can cover in two hours. This is a seven, eight, nine hour podcast. If we have to go through the entire Bible, starting in Genesis, working through Revelation, and this is actually a little side note. Where as we go through our little Bible reading, I'm going to start pointing out little things as to where God was moving through prophets and how he is now no longer moving through the prophets because we have his son. If anyone has read the book of Hebrews, they know that we have one mediator and that we have one finished paid price sacrifice. That is Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, so before we dive in, we should define some things. You might be new here. We are speaking about the office of prophet. A lot of young Christians get confused. They say, well, the scripture says that in the later days, uh, you know, the spirit will be poured out and people will prophesy. And it will be like, well, what about Revelation? When it says that the two witnesses will come prophesying. To prophesy is not the office of prophet. Okay. Uh, you can cook without being a chef. Do you understand? So to prophesy is actually what every single Christian has the capability of if the Holy Spirit so wills it. Because the Holy Spirit that is inside of each and every one of you, if you are a born-again believer, can do anything in you. You can prophesy. You can speak in tongues. You can heal. You can raise the dead. Now, that doesn't mean you do that on command. 
but the power in which can do that is in you. Let us not forget that the power that literally created the everything is inside of you. And this is what we need to understand. A prophet in the Old Testament or anywhere that you speak about a prophet is an office of one who delivers the will of God. Do you understand that? So those are the definitions we need to understand. We're going to dive into scripture now. We might be all over the place, but we're going to hit a lot of scriptures. And I really, I want to start in Deuteronomy. All right, let's start in the beginning. Let's go all the way back. Let's take it way back. And I want to start yeah. in Deuteronomy 13, because you'll hear people say, oh. well, well, what about, I've seen things. I've seen things. I've seen, what about this miracle? What about this? Let us read what your Lord, because I swear, sometimes Christians who say that they believe God will literally reject what the scripture is saying because I know better. So your God says this, starting at verse one. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass. And if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You might say, Mike, wait a minute. None of these guys are trying to get you after another God. Uh, pause. If they're emphasizing your financial breakthrough and money is all they preach, yes, they are. If they are saying that they can bring you financial blessings and blessings in your life and comfort in your life, yes, they are. You see, this is not like, first of all, the enemy is not that dumb. They're not going to be like, hey, leave Jesus. Christians aren't stupid. That's why we have to yeah. call Christ's. They don't have, Satan doesn't need you to believe in him. He just needs you to believe in the wrong version of Jesus. Do you understand me? Yep. Joseph That's Smith it. still pursues Jesus, but it's a different Jesus. Even Muhammad uses Isa all throughout his book. And they call yeah. Allah the same God as you and me, but it's a different God. Mm. This is Deuteronomy 13, starting at verse one. If so, look on screen with us, guys. Right here, you can see whatever book we're in, right in this line. And, 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 and usually it'll show you the chapter number or verse if I start scrolling or whatnot. So just want you to be aware that that's where you can find that. Um, so, and then right after it says, verse four, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and hold fast to him. Notice how he's saying the signs and wonders are, who cares? You follow his what? Commandments, his word, his voice. And then it says, but that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God. But yet these people will say, oh, well, we shouldn't be fighting amongst Christians as if it's okay if a false prophet exists, if a false prophet is present. Yeah. Sorry. Amen. Amen. And again, we, we, we look at, we, this is something we have to point out. And, and, and I'm, this is for edification of the brothers and sisters in Christ who believe God's word and stand on God's word. Uh, you know, I was having this conversation with a couple of brothers and sisters in Christ on Discord this morning. We either stand on all of God's word or none of it. We don't get to go, okay, I agree with this. 
okay, I'm going to use this. I'm not going to use that. I'm going to preach on this. I'm not going to preach on that. We we see from Paul's final words to the you know the, the elders at Ephesus that he has declared to them the full counsel of God. The full counsel of God. So we either bring forth the full counsel of God or we don't. What's my point? If someone misses once, if one prophecy yep. fails, if one prophecy fails, that is not a prophet of God. They've concocted something in their own thoughts and they've spewed it out as if though God has spoken it. Can I tell you what? If I wanted to be a prophet tomorrow, I could be a prophet. I think I'm some whack stuff. My mind is crazy. And I could also start spewing things online and claim to be a prophet, get millions of views and millions of followers, but I would be deceiving them. I would be deceiving them too. Yep. Because there's a lot of different tactics that these guys take. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I want I want to say something to you, JD, in front of everybody that I think is hilarious. We didn't mention it earlier. I don't know about you guys, but every prophet of was never okay with false prophets, right? Like prophets themselves battled anyone that disrespected the Lord thy God. How come we have so many prophets today? but they're all just in their own lane and not worried about the other prophets. And none of them have the same doctrine. Let me make this very clear. So therefore they can't all be real. They're like they're like, there has to be some false. Why do we not see these prophets defending? Like if you're really the true prophet and you know, all these prophets are false because you talk directly to God, you receive revelation from God. Why is it you're cool in your own lane? That's not the prophet of God that I know. Yeah, That's not any of the nope. prophets of God. That we know. Yeah. But why do they not care? Because it's selfish ambition. It's just me and what I'm doing. And, and again, if you meet someone whose doctrine is muddy, I don't care how it makes you feel. I don't care how you feel following this person. If someone denies the Trinity, for example, why would you listen to Do you think God would reveal his will to someone without revealing true doctrine? I, seriously, do you think God would send a person to reveal his will without ensuring his doctrine was solid. Moses waited 40 years. We talked about it earlier. Paul had to wait three. What do you think Paul was doing? Getting his stuff yeah. together. The Lord's walking yeah. with him. The apostles yeah. walked with Jesus for three years. Amen. Nobody Amen. is going to be sent by God with a bad doctrine because that does not glorify God if the person who God chooses is out here saying things that are untrue. And JD mentioned it. So let's go to Deuteronomy 18 real quick, where Moses basically is saying more prophets are coming. And he does this by saying another one is coming, pointing to the perfect prophet, which is Jesus. Christ. Jesus is the perfect Amen. prophet. And that plays a major factor as well in this. And we'll get to that in a moment. And between Moses to Jesus, there are a, a, a line of prophets, just like there's lines of kings and lines of judges throughout their periods. But those periods only last so long. Like judges didn't continue to go. Kings did not continue to go. Prophets will not continue to go, et cetera, et cetera. And we see them asking, the people ask in, in Deuteronomy 18, verse uh, 21, it says, and if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? This is just like you and me should be asking. Okay, if, if God is speaking through all these people, how do I know who to trust? How do I know mm. 
if that is mm. God's word or not. And Moses says, mm. when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of them. That means, like JD said, one false prophecy. But yet we live in an age where prophets can say things, it never gets fulfilled, it never gets questioned. No accountability. Straight up wrong. Yeah. And people come back. Well, they're just, hey, nobody's perfect. God uses sinners all the time. And this is where, I'm sorry, JD, if I'm talking a lot, but man, it's on my heart. Let me just say something also. And this goes for a lot of things biblically. And, I, and I'm sorry if this offends you. If you ever say in response to what the scripture says, well, God can do whatever he wants. May you get on your knees and beg God for forgiveness because that is Amen. the worst response you could ever say. Earlier, I pointed out, you know, the rules for pastors. Well, God can do whatever he wants. Yes, he can. But God also does what he says. And he's already spoken on the matter. This yeah. whole idea Amen. like, well, God can just change things and it could be different. Then you serve a different God. And I don't think yeah. enough Christians take it serious about who your God is. Amen. And here's an example. Here's an example. I challenge people, right, who still who argue with me about this topic. Go visit three every Sunday for the next three weeks. Go to three different prophetic ministries. And here's what's, what, here's what's going to happen. I can give you the screenplay. They're going to see a new face. And if you are worshiping loud enough and you are in the spirit loud enough, they are going to single you out. They're going to call you up and they're going to give you a word from the Lord about you. Here's, here's what we see throughout the Old Testament. Prophets, great prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Elisha. We see none of these prophets speak to an individual. They're not none about of the them. <laughs> They're not speaking to an individual. They are speaking to a nation who has abandoned God. They are speaking to an entire nation who has disobeyed and gone the opposite direction of the God they know. Of the God they know. Please keep that in the back of your mind. Shelf that one. Put it on the table. They knew God. And they abandoned God for false idols, for other things, for the lusts of the flesh. This is why the prophets, and I'll, I'll just quickly before I, before I pass this over, we, we, we can probably get to 2 Kings. But just an example, we see Elijah with 80 priests of Baal and nothing's happening. They're singing and dancing around their, probably also whatever they're doing around their false idol oh, man. waiting for Baal. Hold on, and then, hold on. and then, <laughs> just say it again, please. At this time, I'm going to pretend that, pretend we never did that moment, and just do it one more time. Shabara kakarabaka kakarabaka. Shots fired! Shots fired! That's exactly it. Shots fired! Shots fired! It is. It, it, like 500 shots fired there. <laughs> I got an but old that's computer, cool, guys. I, I got an old computer. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. And and the point is, and then what we see is, we see Elijah say to these Baal priests, where's your God gone? Is he relieving himself? Is he, where is he? Is he asleep? What's he busy with? Why is he not listening to you? And notice that Elijah doesn't once tempt God. He doesn't once command God. He doesn't once speak for God 
at all. He listens. He obeys. They drench the sacrifice in the last water, paying attention to the fact this is a three and a half year drought. They haven't had a drop of rain. And he commands them to empty all the water they have over the sacrifice. And God burns it up with the 80 bald priests. And this is what I say to people. You can be grateful that God doesn't rain down fire from heaven anymore. Because if he did, anyone who stands up and says, thus says the Lord, would be struck down very quickly because it's false. Let's let's look at what the word of God now says about these types of prophets and, and what God feels about them. Um, because here, there's different types of prophets and a lot of them are doing what JD said, especially with social media. They get on this, they get on TikTok, they get on YouTube, they get on Facebook and they speak to anybody because they don't, let's be honest, when I address a crowd, or if I write a letter, I know who I'm addressing. I know that I'm addressing this nation. I know that I'm addressing this group. When we speak online, these words can go to anyone. And if I don't address a group, it goes to anyone. So when you get on a TikTok video and say, you listening, God has a message for you. And then you give that message. Let's read. Let's read the word of the Lord real quick, shall we? We open up. Mm. So now we're about to go to Jeremiah 23. I saw someone say it in the comment section because they already know. Um, we're going to hit a couple spots in here. So here's one of them. <clears throat> Thus says, oops. Bible's not on screen. Yeah, it came up and went away. <clears throat> Thus says go. the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain Hopes. Stop there. What is a vain hope? Shallow yeah. hopes. Hopes in things that will not come to pass. Hopes in things that don't matter. Hopes in money. Hopes in worldly possessions. I don't know about you guys, but does God care about any of those things? No. Colossians nope. 2 says that the riches that exist are the knowledge of God. That wealth is to know God. Wealth is not money. <clears throat> wealth is not any of that. A lot of these prophets fill your heads with vain hopes. He says they speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. And, and I truly believe this is a lot of the prophets today. Let me just say, I don't believe all the prophets today are doing so voliciously. Okay. I think there are some people who have a dream because they have an imagination and they're attributing things to the Lord or they're reading scripture and their conscience, their inner monologue is in their head because we all have one or majority of us do. And they're attributing their inner conscious or their inner monologue to God. And this is so dangerous because by doing that, you become God. Okay. It says they speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise, despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. Again, stop. If I was to get Amen. on TikTok right now, 199 people on there. And I said, I have a word for you, for all of you listening. And there's someone on here, on there that says, hail Satan and I hate God. If I was to say, God has a word for you, that all will be well, that this is your season, that this is your time and that things will be built up, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm literally telling that to someone who might be in, even if they call themselves Christian and they're living in active rebellion, maybe a drug addiction, maybe adultery. Regardless, they might be in literally active rebellion and I'm giving them what? What does the word of God say? You say to them, it shall be well with you. And then it says, 
and to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart. They say, no disaster shall come upon you. So he, these prophets are literally telling people online, people they don't know, people they don't have any understanding of where their walk with the Lord is, blessings, financial blessings, this, this, that. You are literally this right here, which we're about to find out how God feels about this right here. Good job. Good job, JD. <clears throat> he then, this is where he rebukes them. Then he says, for who among you, uh, who among them has stand, stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold, the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people. And they would have turned uh, turned them from their evil ways and from, their evil, uh, from the evil of their deeds. I'm going to let you have it, J.D., I promise. Yeah. This also applies. Very to, I love teaching moments. You might not be this, but I also run across people that will speak for the Lord in a way that's not prophecy. You'll say something that's in scripture that's not, and you do so confidently. I don't know if Christians today understand how important it is to respect God's word. I, I hope you're hearing me this from the deepest part of my heart. If you don't know for fact that for a fact that you're quoting God's word, that you're speaking God's word, do not say, well, God said. And I've had people like that that will say, well, no, the Bible says this and this is what God says. Like, are you sure about that? Because that's a dangerous game to speak for God. It's literally blasphemy. So even if you're not playing this, you know, false prophet game, you and I can slip into doing this and you see how God treats his word, right? Are, are we all reading the page together? God does not play this game of you speaking on his behalf or putting words in his mouth. We Amen. must and show reverence to his word. Can you go to Jeremiah 14 from verse 13 as well? Uh, yeah, hold on. Well, we're going to change chapters then. Let me just scroll down and read this next part because I, I thought you were going to uh, talk about what we just talked about. So we'll go to Jeremiah 14. One more thing he said. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord. This is another one. Who steal my words from one another. Stop. How many times do you meet people on TikTok that claim to be prophets and anyone here that knows the word of God, you hear them basically peaceworking scripture together. I've seen this where some of it's always no offense. It's always a woman. I always see these girls do it and they'll have like their little prophecy notebook and they'll be like, guys, the, the, the Lord put something on my heart and they'll start reading. And I'll be like, well, that's first Peter. That's John three. And I know what you're saying. And you're basically piecing together a bunch of the words already spoken in the, in the Bible. Yeah. But you're saying yeah. that God gave you these words. I'll read this again. I am against the prophets declares the Lord who steal my words from one another. Do not claim a word that is given to you from the Lord if it's in the scriptures. It wasn't given to you from the Lord. It was given to us all. And there's no problem with, with proclaiming that. There's no problem with saying, guys, lately, you know what's been on my heart? Jeremiah 23. Can we read that together? That's fine. But when you get up on a camera and say, the Lord has been speaking to me, and this is what he said. 
and then you start quoting a little here, a little here, a little here, you are stealing the words of his prophets to proclaim yourself as a prophet. He says, Amen. Behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare, declares the Lord. Behold, I am against those who prophesy lying dreams, declares the Lord, who tell them and lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness when I did not send them or charge them. So they do not profit this people at all, declares the Lord. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah 14, I'll go there while you say whatever you need to say, brother. And then this is, uh, again, we're just going to see how many times the, the prophet Jeremiah does this from verse 13. Let's, let, let me just quickly read this for you. Again, just confirming what, what Mike has just said. Look at the title, Lying Prophets. Then I said, our oh Lord, behold, the prophets say to them, you shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you an assured peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them to speak to them. Or they are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. Deceit of their own minds. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, although I did not send them. And who say, sword and famine shall not come upon this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed. And the people to whom they prophesy shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem. Victims of famine and sword, with none to bury them. Their wives, their sons, their daughters. For I will pour, pour out their evil upon them. I will pour out their evil upon them. I mean... This is, the and then he says, no? yeah, just as the next three verses, you shall say to them this word, let my eyes run down with tears night and day and let them not cease for the virgin daughter of my people is shattered with a great wound with a very grievous blow. And if I go out in the field, behold, those pierced by the sword. And if I enter the city, behold, the diseases of famine. For both prophets and priests ply their trade through the land and have no knowledge. It, it, it's, it's again and again. This self-proclaimed knowledge, we see it very clearly here. They have concocted something in their own minds. And then they spew it out and they end it off with those three words. Thus says, Lord. No. Oh, go ahead. No. Now I want to throw it. something out there. If if God God hates false prophets, if you haven't figured this out, matter of fact, in in the Proverbs or the Psalms, I forget exactly where this is. It's Psalms, I believe, um, that it says God hates six things. There are six things that God hates, seven which are an abomination to Him. And the very first thing is what lying tongues, right? What is a lying tongue? Other, I mean, what is the greatest lie you could ever do? Speak for God, right? God hates that. Not not dislikes it, hates. And, and when let's remember this. All of God's attributes are perfect, right? We always talk about how great his love is. Have you ever thought about, therefore, how great his hate must be? Okay? So I want you to understand that. So they, they are in trouble. But I want you to understand something, young Christians. You are not innocent uh, 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 by saying, well, I just, you know, they said they were prophets. What does the Bible say in Hosea? My people, uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't read this word every day, 
you won't notice a prophet, a false prophet. You know why me and JD notice false prophets right away? Not even the fact that we know there's no modern day prophets. So therefore someone claiming to be a prophet, we're just like, yeah, okay. But mm. even if I didn't know that, do you want to know how I can recognize someone's a false prophet? Because I know the word of God. And I know what is uh, being spoken that co coincides with that and what does not. Okay. If you don't know the word of God, it's going to be easy to get fooled. And honestly, some Christians that are a little bit lazy, you find it a relief to have a prophet. Just like there's people that love having a person they can look, look to and trust because, well, he knows everything. I just got to listen to him. I don't have to dive into the scripture and study it. I don't have to go through all this work. This is a prophet or this is an apostle or this is the Pope. I can just trust him. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you are responsible for yourself. Everybody will give an account. They'll be punished. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> they, they've got judgment come. Ooh, let me tell you right now, prophets. And it's not too late to repent. This is not an unforgivable sin. We are, we show love and we show grace. If you are listening and your pride is filling you and you're full of anger right now, but that's, that's actually conviction. If you're on TikTok waiting for me to turn the comments on so you can attack me because I'm a false teacher, let your pride be pushed to the side. Mike means nothing. I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. Amen. Who cares about me? But you need to ask yourself. Everybody else can believe your lies. You know your heart. If you are lying, you will stand before him one day and you can repent today. You can say, Lord, I, I was foolish. I maybe, maybe I was ignorant and I was trusting my own heart, following my own thoughts. But I beg you, to repent this game to play. Let's 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 dive back into the word of God because we've got a lot to cover tonight. Again, gonna be probably yeah. jumping on. I got a bunch of scriptures pulled up. Um, actually, you know what? I want to go to I want to go to uh Ephesians because this is where everybody's gonna say, well, What about Ephesians 4? Ladies and gentlemen, how do we read letters? Front to back, left to right, front to back. Page one comes before word, page two. This is called reading verse numbers Amen. were added in the year 1500. Okay. Chapter numbers were added in the year 1500. Ephesians 4 means nothing without Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. That's not how the Bible is. Listen to me very clearly. The Bible is not a codex. If you don't believe me, take it to the Lord and ask him. His word is not a Amen. codex. So before you jump to Ephesians 4, I'm going to read Ephesians 4. If you were to start here, I get it. I get it. If you start just here and say, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. I get it. Amen. And if we started there, I get it. But that's not how we read the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Let us go back to Ephesians 2, okay? Because if you were reading this correctly, when you read Ephesians 4, you've already read Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. I want to stop there before I keep reading. So what's God's goal? We read this in the book of Hebrews and the book of 1 Corinthians. God is building something. 
And it's actually called his house. And it says that you are that house and that Jesus is in charge of it being built. Okay. This is what happens when you read all the scripture as well. That's why I laugh when people think that they can cherry pick against people that actually know the word of God because the Holy Spirit, not because of ourselves. It's not myself. Amen. That clear. So the household of God is this body and it's being built. And every house has a foundation. What does he say? Verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. So we have the stone at which the church is being built, Matthew 16. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And upon that rock, it has the foundation of the prophets, Old Testament, and the apostles, New Testament. Because the apostles are doing the same thing that the prophets did. The prophets carried out the will of God. Jesus says in the in the book in the Gospel of Luke, which we're going to read, that the prophets and the law were until John. Okay, who takes over? Jesus shows up, fulfills it all, and then sends out apostles. Why? Because Holy Spirit and adult believers all have the gift of prophecy if necessary. So the foundation is the apostles and the prophets. We our foundation is the New Testament and the Old Testament. I, let me say it again. Go back and read church history. Do you know what they called the New Testament before they called it a New Testament? <laughs> you ready? The apostles. Think I'm lying? Oh, you're lucky I don't have all my books right here. I can read to you church father quotes that say, let us not go beyond what is written in the apostle. Let us turn to the apostles. Let us look to the apostle. So yeah. Paul is saying that we are built upon what? The prophets and the apostles. Amen. Now, I have to ask you this. Do you have a church today? Is the church built? You should shake your head. Yes. Do you have a closed canon today? Yes. So do you need, do you need foundation? No, because you are what? You are the saints and we are in the household of God, which has been built. And now we are reaching out and adding numbers to the household of God. And when we bring Amen. people in, we have pastors and teachers. You see, when I read this in Ephesians 2, I see that the foundation is the apostles and the prophets. Then when I jump into, then I get to uh, uh, chapter four and the verse starts with the word end. Oh, go back. Verse 10, he who descended, actually verse nine, in saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he has also descended into the lower region, the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up. This is a summary. You keep going back even further, you're going to get more stuff. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. And that sounds familiar, right? We just talked about that in, in chapter two. Amen. And Amen. then in verse seven, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Get some. Get Sorry. some. Real quick now, just to confirm what I'm saying to you about this one topic, turn now to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but, meaning 
I don't know if you understand grammar here. Some people, and I'm, I'm not trying to be dismissive. I have to remember that some people yeah. might. But so we have a change, a change happening right here in these last days, and we're all in the last days. Peter calls it the last days, and Jesus calls it the last days. But in these last days, he has spoken, not not he is speaking, he has spoken to us by his son. What do we say earlier? That prophets were a line. And we know this because we see the line. I mean, Elijah leaves, Elisha takes over, right? We see a line of prophets. So in order for anything to come now, Jesus has to stop being the one that speaks. Yeah. Definition. The Amen. only way we would ever need a prophet is if our perfect prophet, our perfect high priest, our perfect mediator, our perfect intercessor was to cease doing these things. And I don't know about you, but my Lord has, hasn't ceased being my mediator. God Amen. doesn't need to speak through an individual prophet anymore. He tore the veil so that he could speak to all of us. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? That God said, I will tear the veil and make my home with you. I will make my abode with you. I will place my spirit in you and give you a new heart um, and give you a new spirit. Get some. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I just I just wanna I just wanna say a couple of things on, on everything we've just written. Yeah, you see, you see Luke, right? We, we take a look at Luke. We, Luke wrote the gospel of Luke, and Luke also penned down the book of Acts. Right. Guess what? We don't see. We don't see Luke being considered an apostle. He's considered a great physician. He's considered a, a helper to the church. He's considered a close companion to Paul and Peter. He's considered a brother in Christ. But nowhere do we see that Luke, who wrote two books of the Bible, is considered an apostle. Why not? Because everything he writes down in his gospel account is because of eyewitnesses. He is pinning down the eyewitnesses. He himself did not see the resurrected Christ. Here's the first thing we ask every single apostle today. When? When did you see Jesus? At what point did you see Jesus? Because like we see... Be one... Oh, man, that makes me so upset, J.D. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is, this is what they, they can't answer because they didn't see the resurrected Christ. And, and this yeah, is so there probably... Is, they'll avoid this, J.D., though. I had a conversation with a couple today. They'll say that's not what an apostle means. And what they'll do, and I want to equip you guys for this, to how to respond to this. What they'll do is they'll tell you the definition of apostle is just sent one, which is true. We're not talking about apostle in the semantic version. We're talking about that's an apostolos. Office. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not talking, talking about, about an about office. That. And the office of apostle is not just yeah. sent one. I mean, I, I can send my yeah. wife to the store and she's an apostle for me. Yes, you're right. I sent her to the store. Who sent yeah. who, where, and why? An apostle is what? The office is those that have seen the risen Christ. In fact, we're, I can open it up for you, JD, if you want to explain the office of apostle. I believe it's Acts two yeah. or Acts one. Exactly, oh, and we see, that we, we see we see the same. We see the same with Paul, and he opens a couple of his letters where he says, "Called to be an apostle." So yeah, we see this in 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 Acts as well. Um, so one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, 
one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. A witness to his resurrection. Again, just confirming what I've already said. The scripture makes it abundantly clear. Why? What are the biggest reasons why there is no office for apostle today? The is because we have a closed canon. We don't need an apostle. We have got a closed canon. So you want to tell me that Paul didn't break it down completely. Peter didn't break it down completely. They didn't give us every single instruction for sanctification, for walking with God, for praying, for being showing brotherly love, uh, sisterly affection. All of these things that we need for our walk with God is found in the text. So God was like, okay, I'm just going to keep giving them apostles just to give them a little bit extra. Just, just, just to give Jimmy, them a little bit extra. But think about what you just said too. What is an apostle for, right? What are these things for? To equip us, right? But now we have the Holy Spirit. That's apostles after the apostles. See, the apostles were there before the Holy Spirit. They were there. Yeah. Hopefully, JD takes over. Lost you there for a second. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the storm's still going on. Oh, I thought it was gone for good. I was like, well, I was having fun. Too bad JD gets to take care of the episode by himself now. Thank you, Lord, for allowing <laughs> you're me to back. stay. But, um, you're back. Guys, like I said, I I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, uh, uh, this, is, this is just a storm, though. Don't, don't go getting too extra on things. Uh, then there's <laughs> Apostle Paul. I'm glad someone brought this up. So I've had people ask, well, what about Paul? Paul witnessed the resurrected Christ. See, Paul didn't just receive a vision. Paul has seen the resurrected Christ in person. So I want you to understand that. It's not the same as a vision. Witness of the resurrection, which means seeing him as a resurrected per, uh, 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 being in front of him. We know that because one, the, the road to Damascus. And number two, he disappears for three years. And many believe that he spent that three years with the Lord. Not like with the Lord far, but like walking with the Lord, being visited by the Lord, and being trained by the Lord. Am I still Amen. here? Okay, good. Yeah, you good. are. Amen, bro. Amen. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and 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 this is this is also what we see in Paul's warning. I, I mentioned to you earlier. I think a couple of episodes ago, people asked me what am what are my favorite what is my favorite Bible verse, and and I said, you know, first of all, it's Second Timothy chapter two, but the second one is is. Acts chapter 20. And what does Paul say to us in the latter parts of Acts chapter 20? He says that after his departure, ravenous wolves will come in, leading people astray and pulling away disciples towards themselves. All of these apostles and prophets, I heard a story from a guy the other day who's just come out of this ministry, and he said that everybody in the church calls this apostle dad. They all call him dad, like the whole church call him daddy and dad. I was like, that's just creepy. Like there's 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 nothing like <laughs> that's just straight up creepy. So again, we we have these warnings, not just by Paul, but also by Peter, as we've gone through first and we haven't finished second Peter, but ultimately we see that that these warnings are ushered by the apostles that there will be no more apostles. This is what blows my mind, is that the 
final apostles, Paul even says to us in 1 Corinthians 15 that he was the last to be called. He doesn't say, suggest even there when he's handing over the mantle to Timothy in first and second Timothy, he doesn't go, now you're the new apostle, buddy. Uh, best you gear up. And what does he tell Timothy? Does he say, hey, seek your guidance with the prophets, find the apostles? No, he says what? Stay in tune with the scriptures that you were trained by. And then all scripture is breathed by God, capable of making the man of God complete and equipped for every good work. He didn't say, hey, make sure you stick tight with the prophets. Make sure you get with those apostles. Make sure you, you do that. No, he sends him where? To the word yeah. of God. I'm trying to the find out. I'm trying to find one thing I, I I didn't think about pulling up prior, so I didn't have it pulled up. But I want to make something clear about who you are in Christ. But that's that's exactly what we see. Yeah. Who? Where is it? Give me one moment. You go ahead and you can talk a little bit. And and, and that's what I'm saying, guys. If you go to go read one Corinthians 15 in its entirety, you, and and one for one Corinthians 15 in its entirety gives you the entire summary of the gospel the apostles who witnessed Christ, what it means that Christ is raised from the grave, what happens next, and, and it breaks down everything. 1 Corinthians 15 is, is one of Paul's most beautiful exhortations to a, a people who have seen Christ, who have seen the apostles, have heard the stories, and are still trying to listen to outward uh, to false teachers. And people are like, oh, this is what it actually means. That's what it actually means. And this is what they always do. They take revelation from God and go, um, but there's yes, a little bit more that God has revealed to me. This is what they yeah. say. God has revealed to me. Oh, so when the scripture says God, God is no respecter of persons and God shows no partiality between men, all believers are adopted sons and daughters of God. God doesn't favor Mike over me. God doesn't favor me over anyone in the chat. We're all saved and sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise once we've believed Amen. the gospel. There is absolutely no extra new revelation being shown to Mike. I don't phone Mike up and say, yo, 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 bro, uh, I'm so lost. Can you ask God to show you something for me? Mike's going to be like, bro, you've lost it. Take a Xanax and read your Bible because this is this is absolutely ridiculous. And this is what we see happening on, on TikTok daily. It's like Mike rebuked this dude the other day. I also rebuked him and also got blocked off his channel. But this is what they do. The Holy Spirit Amen. is moving on this live. The Holy Spirit is moving on this live. Uh, just be still for five minutes and let me know in the chat what you feel. Amen. Amen. Hey, so you want to know why they do this? Can I tell you why they do this? They do this because there are many of you. And when I say you, it's, there's someone listening that, that, that this falls under, that you want it to be true. So you'll say, well, I think it can make sense. I think that makes sense. I think that this is, I think, I think, I think my opinion. And because you see their name, you automatically give them authority and validity. I mean, I know people legit that used to say, if I saw, you know, the name prophet so-and-so, like that's a prophet. So therefore, what they say is, is, is trustworthy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you that if they were real prophets, they would understand that that's not the title that we have anyway. Because again, all Christians can prophesy, and what we are is higher than a prophet. You understand that a prophet was before the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. A prophet was not what we are. We are, as Peter says, a chosen race, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had mm. not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Paul says mm. we sit in heavenly places with him. We are told mm. in Galatians we are co-heirs with him. In 1 Corinthians, it says you will judge the angels. So when someone mm. thinks that claiming the title of prophet is actually some type of authority, it actually shows that they don't even understand who they are because they probably aren't that. <laughs> We got to keep moving. We ain't got a lot of time, and we got a lot of scriptures, bro. Here's it's fine. We've still we've still got we've still got an hour. We still got an hour. Oh, you, you got a whole hour tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, so let's uh, let's look at this real quick. Everybody wants to give it. <laughs> let's, let's read Jesus's words. The law and the prophets were until John. I'm done. By the way, what does he say next? Since then, <laughs> the good news of the kingdom of God has preached. Who preached the good news? The apostles. Yeah. So this is also Jesus telling you that the prophets were required, were, were what, who, who gave us the Torah. The prophets delivered that. Yeah. The apostles preached the good news of the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. But, but yeah, someone's going to, listen, guys, I also, matter of fact, I should probably say this as well. Guys, there are going to be people that no matter what you show them, they're going to say no. There are going to be people that no matter what you say to them, they will say no, because mm. they are not followers of Jesus Christ. They are followers of their own passions and their own love. And the Bible warns us of these. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people listening and your feelings are hurt about this. Oh, well, I'm not here to be your friend. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah. we're so worried about offending people that we're not telling the truth to people. And therefore, we're condemning people. And I'm not Man, about to do I that. And, and this is what scares me, guys. If you look at these ministries and you see the falling around and the shaking on the floor and the, and the things that are taking place, right? This is demonic. And I tell you why. You can compare uh, uh, one of these Sunday sermons to The Lion King, uh, which is a movie we show our children. And you got the, the baboon, Rafiki, uh, doing his mission in the tree. That's, that's, that's exactly what hey, they Jay, sound can like. Can I ask you a question? I actually no. want to ask you a question about this exact topic. Can I ask you a question? Why is it at these fivefold ministries, deliverance services, people catching the Holy Ghost look just like the deliverances of demons? Because yeah, I've, exactly I've watched the videos bro. of delivering demons. People get touched. They fall. They spin around. They shake. Then the same churches, people catch the Holy Ghost, they drop, they touch, they drop, they shake. Why is it that deliverance same. ministry, mm. delivering people from demons, looks the exact same as people catching the Holy Ghost? Amen. And I and, and because you mentioned that, let's bring up the fruit of the Spirit. Let me tell you what yeah. the Word of Galatians God tells five, you the baby. Spirit will yeah. do in you. Get some. Galatians 5. You can read them. Go ahead and read them because I've been stealing the show tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, here we go. Oh, man. Go ahead. So good. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Exactly what you say to answer your question. 
it, and, and this is a something for the chat, 100, 129 people in the chat. Think about this. Why does it look exactly the same when a demon is leaving and when the Holy Spirit is coming? Why is it identical? They fall on the that, floor, roll, roll around, shake, scream, off. Yeah. I'm going to do that, JD. I'm going to go all through TikTok, and I'm going to get a collage of the demons being cast out and a collage of the Holy Ghost moments, and I'm going to hide everything. But play the it person, on move, yeah. And we're going to play yeah. a game. Tell me what's happening here. Ooh, I cannot yeah. wait till we this And put the man. sound on mute, man. Put the sound on mute. Yeah. Play like a background sound so they can't Tell hear. Tell me what's yeah. happening yeah. right here. Yeah, exactly. I, how, I dare you. You exactly. And again, yeah, notice what the, what isn't a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, uh, verse 22, notice that nowhere in these love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, notice it doesn't go go on by saying tolerance and be nice. So we are not called to be tolerant and nice when, when things are false. Yeah, and this is this is probably why we get a lot of hate. But don't worry, we're gonna get even, to that one too. You just made me think about Jude. Yeah. And we 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 look, we look like you know, we look like sometimes I've seen I saw some of the comments, and every single person that called Mike arrogant on the video he posted, um it's because they they believe they're a prophet, or they believe their pastor is a prophet, or they believe in their pastor is an apostle. It's, 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 it's absolutely ludicrous, guys. You've got to look at this and go, this dude that is saying these things had one too many Fruit Loops this morning and a couple of them are resting on his brain because this is not how the Spirit of Christ operates in a believer. What kills me, though, is just hear me out on this, guys. What kills me is Christians will lean on their emotions more, though, because, for example, this what JD just talked about, the self-control, right? We see the fruit of the Spirit as self control so the spirit will give you power to control self but yet you'll have these people that say i've got the spirit i've got the spirit and you'll say well, no, you're, you're, literally, you're doing the same thing people do at concerts endorphins rushing you feel good yeah like if that's getting the spirit then go to a beyonce concert and the holy spirit's moving go to a mosh pit the holy spirit's moving no you're just excited but do not act like the spirit took over your body to make you lose control the spirit does not make you lose control. The spirit gives you control. And here's where they always go. Ooh. Well, David danced around naked. He was in full control when he did. What are you saying? <laughs> it didn't say David couldn't control himself as his clothes flew off. And he, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the spirit, you know what, you know what, what is it? The spirit look up here, the works of the flesh. One of them in here is what? Uh, 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 fits of anger and, and, and dissensions and envies, envy and drunkenness and orgies, like that's all the negative stuff. Fits of anger. I don't know about you, but them that when they be in the spirit, if you look around, they be, they, they be wilding. Yeah, ridiculous. Going buck wild. It's like it's like a it's just like a Keisha song, man. <laughs> it's gone. They gone crazy. You, you, JD made me think about this. So I wanted to go to Jude though because. He mentioned something that made me think about this, about how you'll have some Christians that'll say, you're just leave it alone to stop, and it's not important. Why are we fighting? Jude said this to open his letter. Beloved, although I was eager to write to you about our common salvation, a.k.a. the gospel. He said, guys, I wanted to, I was so happy to write you a letter about the gospel. I was so excited to write my brothers and sisters and talk to you about the gospel. He said, I found it necessary to write appealing to you 
to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Yeah. Once for all delivered. Not being delivered. Once for all, it's already delivered. And then he says, for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality. Let's stop for a second. Mm. What is that word sensuality? Mm. Sensuality mm. is outrageous conduct. Public decency, uh, uh, wantonness, and lewdness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is sensuality. This is endorphins. This is, honestly, it's a mixture of, of new age. And JD mentioned it earlier. We might as well bring it up. Hey, JD, are they telling me, like, let's just, let's all, let's all stop playing the game where we're not willing to say it. Let's stop tiptoeing. Let's stomp on a toe. This is the Pentecostal church. Can we all just agree? Because this isn't happening in the Baptist church. It's not happening in the Presbyterian church. It's not happening in the Catholic church. It's not happening in the non-denominational. Well, it might be happening there. Who knows? <laughs> but it's happening in the Pentecostal faith. So what they want me to believe is that the Holy Spirit has not been moving for 1,800 years because the Pentecostal movement is 200 years old, tops. 1,800 years, Holy Spirit was sleeping, taking a nap, woke yeah. up, and he's Missing. only moving in that church which is one of the most spread out churches of doctrine. You've got Trinitarians and universe, I mean, and oneness in the same de denomination. You've got uh, people that believe in eternal security, people who deny it in the same denomination. You've got, uh, I've heard Pentecostals say having a beard is a sin. I've heard Pentecostals say that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Now, if you are Pentecostal, listen to this. You're like, Mike, that's not me. Again, very widespread denomination. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to comfort you in, in a lie. That denomination is responsible for this. We, we yeah. Let Let's just be upfront about it. Let's not play this yeah, tiptoe game. Because if we don't, if we keep tiptoeing, we're gonna watch the wolves chew on our brothers and sisters' throats. So yeah. why is it common sense here? Your God hasn't moved in eighteen hundred years, and it's moving in one of the most divided and weird and just and just non-solid doctrine denominations. Like even Pentecostals that I know admit that Pentecostals are so widespread and so, you know, interesting. Hmm. For hmm. lack of better terms. And they all can't and they all can't agree. I mean, we've 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 just had one walk into the chat here, man. Alvin, Alvin, I'm gonna address this because this is a perfect he's in teaching Nigeria, moment. So he's dealing with the people that you talked about. I'm gonna let you yeah, and this is, this, is water a, from my this is a perfect teaching moment. I'm so glad you walked in here. Alvin Ugwagu. Uh, there is no explanation here that has canceled what I actually know. Right. Uh, I was in cell and Jesus was there with me, alive in the flesh. And the prophet, which prophet? The prophet was there also. Which one? Muhammad? Uh, because here's the thing, friend. And, and, and I call you with a humble heart to, to wake up and read the word of God. Not denying you saw something, but what you saw was not Jesus Christ in the flesh. Um, why? Because he is currently reigning at the right hand of the Father, getting ready, making intercession for those who believe, getting ready to exercise judgment on those who don't. So here's my call to you, Mr. Alvin Ukwagu. Repent, believe the gospel, and turn away from your false visions because Jesus Christ did not appear to you 
in the flesh. Because if he did appear to you in the flesh, then we might as well get rid of this. And we might we, we must start following you. And this is the problem. No one, what you saw, you've got absolutely nothing, no one to confirm what you saw, but no one can change your mind because of what you saw. Hey, hey, I tell you what, I had a couple back in my days before Christ and I was playing around with some stupid stuff and I was smoking some stupid green. I saw some stuff too, man. I saw some pink elephants and I saw some, I'm pretty sure I saw Harry Potter in the flesh. Like, does that make me, does that make me, my vision's real? <laughs> no, that means I smoke one too many, uh, one too many of the green things. And this is exactly what's happening. It's all placebo. It's all, it's all lies. No one can, who's going to confirm what you saw? Who's going to confirm what you saw? No one can confirm what you saw, but you say it's not a vision. And I didn't say he appeared. He was there. Okay. Do you, do you see the problem? You've just contradicted yourself, Mr. Alvin. You said he was there in the flesh with the prophet. Which prophet? This is, this is all, this is all absolutely again. I refer you to the prophet in the Lion King, who was a blue bum baboon who, uh, banana, squash banana, hindamola, humbanana, squash banana. That he was also he, he was the he was the dude. He was the dude in the Lion King. He was blessing the little lions and stuff. Simba, he's alive. <laughs> this is exactly it, man. Simba is alive. It's it, honestly come back to the truth, bro. Open up a Bible. This is this is absolutely false. Your nothing, nothing that is coming out of your mouth makes any sense whatsoever um and this is what happens when you are put on the spot and you're asked to verify what you saw you cannot do so but you know the truth and and this just shows again the opposite of scripture brothers and sisters in christ this is exactly what we are talking about the opposite of scripture the exact opposite not even slightly this is completely opposing to god's word yeah, completely. Let's, let's not even let it waste any more time, brother. Yeah, some amen. Will, like I said, the the Bible tells us that there are some that will actually. Let's let's read. Let's read a warning of the future. Let's read several yeah. warnings yeah. Uh, yeah. of the future. I can literally just type letters in. Ready? Uh, oops. To, uh, uh, to Peter. To scroll down, and what's one of the first things we're gonna see? We go down. I guarantee uh, we're gonna see it. Oh, here we go. False prophets and teachers, but false prophets also arose among the people just as there will be false teachers among you let's jump now to uh 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 uh, uh two timothy let's see what two timothy says because this one's the actual one i want to read two timothy three but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people mm. will be lovers of self lovers of money stop there what are these what are these deliverance ministries what, what do you see a lot this idea of being delivered from the evil and then speaking blessings. Prophesy has become manifest for Christians. The secular occult manifests. We prophesy. I prophesy over you. I prophesy mm. over you. Mm. I prophesy mm. over you. No, you don't. Yeah. Proud. You know, how many times have you watched the deliverance ministry where the man is pointing at self? I watched one recently, Daniel Adams. He literally stood there on stage as a demon walked up to the stage and he said, come talk mm. to the man of God. Come speak yeah, with come a man of God. Me. Jesus yeah. said come out of his lips, this is what Jesus said. Do not, uh, what did he say? Boast, 
He said, do not boast of that, you're, that you have authority over the spirits. Rather, uh, uh, boast in the fact that your name is written in the kingdom of heaven. We should not be boasting that spirits have uh, are subject to us. That's not what matters. Thank you, Lord, that I'm there. Thank you, Lord, that I'm there, where, where I'm with you so yeah. that they recognize me. Yeah. Arrogant. Amen. Abusive disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control. What do we just talk about with self-control? Without self-control. Hey, I don't want a distraction in the comments. So uh, either Alvin, I ask you to please stop and you guys just stop entertaining him because then you guys are just focused on him, not this, or we will remove. This is about you guys being in the word of God with us. Um, treacherous. Reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. If you love God, his word comes first. If you love how you feel at church, you're a lover of pleasure. How many Amen. people last year do you remember picked up everything to drive to Asbury? I want you to think about something. I witnessed people who will not drive five minutes down the street to deliver food to the homeless or preach the word of God to the lost drive 2,000 miles. 2,000 miles to mm. go feel the Holy Spirit as if you need to drive to do that. That's the country you live in. People that want to experience something so bad, they'll go looking for it because they want to experience a miracle, but they don't want to be a miracle in somebody's life. YouTube, TikTok, listen to me. If you love God, you don't chase miracles. You try to be a miracle. If you If you love God, you don't chase feelings because you know he's with you already. But we live in yeah. a country where people chase prophecy, chase miracle, chase revelation. That's the new occult. revelation. The new occult new revelations. Find yeah, new information. That's what the occult does. That's why they do air cards and fortune telling. Mm. And that's why mm. you can see that these people don't even know what a prophet is because they look at prophets Amen. like fortune tellers. But a prophet is someone who delivers the will of God. Yeah. It just so happens that God knows the future. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. And then we just have to look at this. Like, again, we've been given brains, right, by God. And, and what does the scripture say? You now have the mind of who? The mind of Christ. So if you have the mind of Christ, what does Paul say to us in Philippians 1.27? Let us be, let us be like-minded and let our conversation only be regarding the gospel and what concerns the gospel, what concerns salvation. There is no new revelation. Why would God need to send in that time, in the, the, the seven years of tribulation, why would he need to send an additional two witnesses if we've got 500 year already, 500,000 year already? Like, what is the point of God sending two witnesses if we've already got so many witnesses? I think it's an interesting question you got there, buddy. You know what I mean? Well, like, let's just use logic. And this is why I say to Christians, use logic. Does it add up? Because if it doesn't add up, it's not from God. God is not a God of confusion. God has given want. us his word plainly, clearly. It's people chasing what they want. The yeah. very next verse is one that's powerful because we've really been talking about the false, the falseness of them. But let's talk about verse five. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. 
avoid such people. I'm going to lower this because this is one of those ones I want you guys to look at me and JD in the face. I'm going to even make us really big. Uh, you're going to get boy. you're going to get us all in your face. Here we come. Boom. Look at me. Appearance of godliness, right? Cast out demons, prophesying, speaking in tongues. But they deny the power of God. Why? Demons can in, in, enter a Holy Spirit and dwell believer. Yeah. You can lose your salvation. Uh, God is storing up wrath for you. Remember when Isaiah Salvador Amen. said that every sin you do, Christians, God is storing <laughs> up wrath against you? I rebuke Amen. that man in the name of Jesus Christ. He is a liar. I'm yeah. not ashamed to say it. He is a liar. The Lord rebuke him, man. Yeah. Amen. The Lord rebuke him. The Lord rebuke him because that is a lie. Look at me, guys. Absolutely. This is why it's so important to have a to have your doctrine down before you go out into this world. So many people yep. skip this Bible, and this is what this podcast has all been about. Y'all know this if you've been here. We've been saying this all the time. We're trying to point you here. We're trying to get you here because when you have this, this is your self-defense manual. No matter what you do, when you walk out that door as a Christian, you have an enemy that's trying to hit you, punch you, and hurt you, no matter what, whether you believe in it or not. If you confess yeah. Jesus, even if you deny spiritual power, even if you deny the spiritual realm, it's out there looking to get you. So you can either Amen. read your defense manual, your guide to faith, your ability to, to defend yourself, or you can walk out there and be fooled, be lied to, be, be deceived. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you know the word of God, people say, oh, you, you, you're telling me Christians can't get demons? And then they'll jump to a scripture that has nothing to do with it. And it shows me you don't read the word of God. Well, what about deliverance is the bread of children? Was Pentecost? Did Pentecost happen yet? Were they indwelt with the Holy Spirit? What about Saul? Were they indwelt with the Holy Spirit? What about Peter? Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. That wasn't Peter being possessed. That was G uh, Peter acting like the adversary. So Jesus called him Satan, just like I call people Satan. If you act like the adversary, you get called the adversary. The word of God is clear. God's temple will not be defiled. God will not be mocked. He will not lose his children. He will protect them from the evil one. And he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Point blank, period. So if they're telling you, you can have demons and you know why they tell you that. Because it keeps their mm. seats full because you got to keep coming back. Amen. You got JD, matter of fact, JD, I like having fun sometimes. Can I ask you a question? Another question about deliverance ministries? Yeah, please, Demons bro. have been around since... We believe demons are the spirit of the Nephilim. And even if they're not, we know that they've been around at least 6,000 years, right? That's We agree there. Very wise. Demons aren't stupid. They're wise. They, they've been around for a long yeah. time. You want me to believe- Even the demons believe and tremble, man. Yeah. You want me to believe that these demons that have been around for thousands of years aren't telling each other like, hey, we should, these ones keep going to this deliverance service. Why is it hundreds of demons keep going back to the same service? They got enough power to resist the man of God with like seven outs, right? Yeah. We've seen him go out, yeah. out, 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 out. The demon resists the man of God pretty heavily before he finally flees. But the demon can't prevent that person from going to the same deliverance service every three weeks. And, and no, the demons bro. aren't stupid. They know that you and I don't believe in that nonsense. So instead of possessing oh, me, because my church isn't doing deliverance services, they keep attacking the ones that do deliverance services. So you think demons are stupid too? Yeah, I mean, and, and this is this is the one thing that really cracks me up. Like these dudes, Adams and and Saldivars and the Vlads and all of these deliverance ministries. Um, do they speak to each other and go, listen? Um, 
we bound Satan last week. So I'm not sure why you're rebounding him this week. Like every week they're binding the devil. Uh, my scripture says that the devil will be bound for a thousand years at the end. No Christian has the authority to bind the devil. Um, and this is this is this is a misconception. Again, taking the text of binding and loosing <laughs> and, and taking it out of context and butchering the text because this is what happens. They they binding the devil. So why did you not tell your, your buddies that he's bound? Because he's now gone from Pennsylvania to Virginia and he's doing the same thing there. So like when 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 do you guys get on a Zoom call and communicate with each other about which demons were bound and how the devil was bound and, and, and so on and so forth? Here's the other thing, guys. Look at, their, look at their clothes. Look at their suits. Look at their cars. Look at their private jets. Not all of them, but most of them. And, and, and I want to show you something. And, and Mike, if you can, open up Acts chapter 4 for me. I want to show you guys something. What Peter does, what Peter does, not notice he doesn't walk into Jerusalem. He doesn't walk into Jerusalem going, you at the back with the red hair. I've got a word from you, from the Lord. Oh, yeah, you you in the front, great old man. Uh, your body's going to become healthy again. It's the word from the Lord. Uh, those two kids, uh, yeah, at the back, you're going to grow up to be presidents and leaders um and 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 this is what they do it's all feel good messages i've yet to see one of these prophets come out and say to someone yo bad news in three years you're going to get cancer sorry what about this one why is it that the prophets so here's a fun fact because i'm like 36 years old so i remember i remember street magicians why is it the prophets do the same i mean today's healers and miracle workers do the same thing street magicians did Make a leg that you, yo, you've got a leg that's a little shorter than the other. I've got you. I've got the power of God. Make the old shoulder injury go away, the lower back injury go away. Human beings have been manipulating other human beings psychologically way longer than the Pentecostal movement's been around. Just want to throw it out there. In fact, we've been mm -hmm. studying it for a while too. You've got the mirroring effect, you've got the placebo effect. These literal things. That we've been doing, we've seen people doing, secular people doing, we see them doing in this street ministry. Yes, mm. you can convince someone their shoulder no longer hurts. This is actually the way your mind works. If you can convince somebody something's real, the mind is very powerful. This is why people tell you that mind over matter, right? It's a placebo effect. You can't mind over matter diabetes. Why haven't you healed diabetes? Why haven't you healed somebody's cancer? Why haven't you healed somebody's missing limb? Why haven't you healed somebody's rash or, or, or skin disease? Why haven't they healed these things that would be evident? Here's the craziest part. Our God is a God of glory and he makes his glory known and he wants his glory known. Why is it the only active gifts are unverifiable gifts, a language that no one can speak, and healing things that no one can verify. You ever hear the old saying that if you ever want to, you know, get if you ever get hit in an accident, say my neck and my back because nobody can actually verify the neck and the back. Anybody can have neck and back pain. Why is it unverifiable? Yeah. If God wanted us to stop talking about his people, if God's people were being mocked, because let me tell you right now, God's name is profaned because of what they're doing. 
every time I see one of their little deliverance videos or Holy Spirit catch the Holy Spirit videos, the search bar on TikTok with the most common search is often like crazy Christians, Christians doing this crazy. It's like it's always this negative and the world laughs at it and they laugh at your God because of it. God don't do stuff that leads the people to laugh. God does stuff that leads people either saying, no, it's no, that's not real. There's no way that's impossible. Yeah. They deny it or they say, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's crazy. And yeah. real quick, before I go to the, I heard you say something about going to a book, a book in the Bible. I also want to warn you guys of one of the main weapons that they use against you. Whenever you call someone out for this, you know what they always do? And, and I'm not saying that this person's doing it, but this person reminded me of it. Jay just reminded me of it. So Jay, this is not, this is not directed to you. But one of the main things they always do is they then try and twist what you're saying and say, oh, you don't believe God's moving anymore. They try to make it like mm -hmm. you're the enemy. No, I'm saying that he's not moving like that. And he's not moving in you. I believe that God moves. People that know me and have seen me out on the streets have seen us do things that can only be explained by the spirit of God. Because that happens out there. The spirit Amen. of God's not often going to move with 47 cameras around because you're not, you wouldn't know it's about to happen. It usually just happens. So when someone speaks against charlatans, we're not denying that God moves or that God's, uh, uh, that people have gifts. We're denying the ones that are trying to use those gifts for financial gain, for stature, for selfish ambition, for uh, pride. That's what we're in denial of. I heard you say to yeah. bring up a scripture, by the way. So what did you want me to put up? I just want you to pull up Acts chapter 4. Oh, when Peter heals? Yeah. I love that, Paul. Right, but I just, I'm just, just going to read this whole thing because I want to show you that nowhere here, nowhere here, does Where Peter... Where do you want to start at? Um, uh, okay, yeah, let's, let's just... Let's just read this this passage. I'll just I'll just start, start from, verse from verse eight's a great place to start. I really I, yeah I yeah. Let's just start at verse eight. I mean, this whole passage is good, but but just listen closely, guys. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, "Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you, and all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth." whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. So there's a couple of things I want to point out here. Firstly, they recognized, recognized that they had been with Jesus because of what? Because of the boldness they were speaking in. Look at Peter's message. He doesn't say this man is healed because I am an anointed apostle chosen by the most high God to perform healing on whoever I see fit to do healings. No, this man is standing before you whole because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Again, when and the reason I'm going here is because we are not saying miracles cannot take place today. God can heal who he wants to heal when he wants to heal them. 
miracles still do take place, but not at will, not at our will. There are no people walking around healing other people. If that were the case, and if I had the gift of healing, I would be running rampant through the child's children's hospital and, and healing every little baby girl and every little baby boy who's got cancer or leukemia or who's battling with tuberculosis or spina bifida. That's what we would be doing if we were Christians with the power of healing. Funny how all these healers in the name of Christ are stuck in the churches wearing their nice suits, flying their nice planes while everyone's dying back at the hospital. Get off like of mine. Get off. I would like to add what you said to that. So the, the one of the things that is a clear sign as well, and he kind of mentioned it, but I don't know if he if you caught what JD said there. I don't think if you caught it. It's that they act like they like legit. If someone treats the Holy Spirit like a go-go gadget Holy Spirit, like I can like I can do it whenever I want, rather than by the grace of God, if God allows, then let it be done. That's a very scary thing because then it acts mm. like they are in control of when the Holy Spirit acts. But the Bible says that gifts are given at his discretion. It is the Holy Boom. Spirit that gives and it's the Holy Spirit that, that it happens. And here's the thing people don't realize. All right. This one might go over some people's heads because you might not know this. The spiritual gifts, the miraculous ones, they're not for your entire life. They're as needed and we all have access to them. Let me explain. If I traveled Ooh, to yeah. Africa. And I was in Africa with JD and I came across some men and women that speak uh, 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 Swahili, let's say, and I don't speak it and no one was present. And God wanted me to bring them the gospel. I could start speaking their language right there. He can do that. When I come home to America, I would not still have this ability because it would serve no purpose. No purpose. I would not be able to get some ability to show off my ability. That's number one. Number two. God does not heal just because you're a believer. In fact, when you really look through the Bible, when you really look through it, the healings and the miracles are always done to bring people to faith, not for those already in faith. Because his miracles aren't just so you can have a benefit in this world. He cares less about your physical health. That's why Jesus would say stuff like, why do you ask me for this and you little of faith? He wants people to have spiritual healing and spiritual life. That's why when we look at what Peter said, when he heals that man that JD's talking about, look at what Peter said. The man said, can I have some money? He said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, listen. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up, he stood up and began to walk and entered the temple with them. Walking Ooh. and leaping and praising God. The goal Get wasn't some. just to make a man stand. The goal was to make him stand so he can walk with me as I teach him who Jesus is. It's Ooh. not just, oh, let's have some fun. No, it was all about the gospel. It was all about the cross. You just heard JD quote what Peter said about the cross. And another ironic thing that I've noticed, have you all ever noticed that these people always despise the crucifix? I know this because I wear one. And those are the groups that always say that is disgusting. You're glorifying Jesus's death, that that demons can be attached to it. Let me ask you a question. Was it not Paul who said, when I came to you, I did not come to you speaking wise words. Corinthians three. Knowing, I know I have, a, I had a bunch pulled up already. I, oh, there it is. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. We do not oh. deny the crucifixion, but I swear these, these, this group, 
And this is what we were saying earlier. If it was only this and everything else was sound, I would have no choice but to believe them because we don't make our judgment based on signs and wonders. That goes both ways. If I'm not happy, mm. if I'm, if you're just doing signs and wonders, but you preach a sound gospel, I can't say you're a liar. Why would I, why would I even doubt that you're a liar? Because it says in first John, anyone who confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and we see, um, um, Paul says, you know, different gospel, like there's different criteria throughout scripture and it's always a sound gospel, sound doctrine, who you believe. But yeah, if you don't have those things, I don't care about your side that no, 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 because that's not what it's yeah. about. If Amen. you are preaching truth, I wouldn't have a problem with whatever you do. But when you preach yeah. false gospels and then you do that, not only are mm. you preaching a false gospel, but you're mocking God himself. Yeah. You're pretending that yeah. you're Stephen the sorcerer who wanted to buy the Holy Spirit so he could use it. And yes, yes, one one of the biggest red flags, and I know we get we running out of time now, but one of the biggest red flags is this false perception of sinless perfection. They these are prophets and apostles preach so contrary to the apostles, namely Peter and Paul, because Peter and Paul make it abundantly clear how they battled with sin, how they were at war with sin. And these prophets and apostles, these modern day, they preach, they've written books, they've written a specific prayer book. Now you can pray this prayer and this prayer will set you free from whatever sin. Uh, you haven't been praying correctly, but I've written a book on, on how you should pray so that you could, listen, God told me how to pray, bro. Like, I don't need you telling me how to pray. Jesus Christ told me how to pray. Uh, the apostles confirmed exactly what Christ said. And now you, here's the thing, 2,000 years later, you show up with the way to pray. Pity you weren't born 2,000 years earlier, homie, because a lot of people have missed this fantastic prayer that you've just written a book about. This, this is a lie from the pit of hell. And yes, it does get me fired up. It does get me angry. Quite frankly, it does send me to a place where I'm borderline going to hop up into the flesh because it's it's ridiculous how many youngsters, when I go on these lives and there's 800, 900 people viewing this absolute clown sitting there. Receive the whole thing. <laughs> you were you know, like, stop blocking our ears. <laughs> it's 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 absolute ludicrous it's it's fruit loops it's it's madness and and brothers and sisters again do not even but, entertain those lives JD, walk by but jd touch not the anointed ones do not do not do yeah. no pro, uh yeah. no pro, do my prophets no harm isn't that what yeah. they say then they tell us yeah you know you know what cracks me up i'm a lower you know when i load i will i like to look at y'all it cracks me up People will respect the whole do not touch my anointed, but yet I would love to know who's anointing you. Where does this, like, you can't just self-proclaim anointing. You, you, you can't just self-proclaim anointing. And if you really want to get technical, let's talk about what an anointing is. I'm about to really, ooh, I'm about to, I wasn't meant to go here. This was never a plan, but the, the Holy Spirit, I tell you all the time that when you let the Holy Spirit, when you study the Bible, the Holy Spirit can bring a scripture into you whenever you need it, right? And, and it's not me speaking for God. This is, the, this is actually, so this is actually the gift of prophecy, the be, ability for the word of God to just come to you when God wants that word of God to come. So it's not new revelation. The gift of prophecy is to be able to speak prophetically the word of God. 
John says that we are all anointed by the Holy Spirit. You see, in the olden days, before the Holy Spirit dwelt men, only God's anointed were anointed and the Spirit would be on them. Not in them, but on them, right? We see this with Saul. The Spirit was on him. The Spirit was on his prophets, not in dwelling, but on them. Today, every Christian is anointed if you really be in Christ. Every Christian, and we can look at it in the scriptures, so you know it's not just Mike's opinion, Mike's not just yapping his lips, uh, but the word of God actually speaks these things, so it's going to be 1 John, and I believe it's chapter 2. I never have the chapter numbers memorized, and also, guys, people always ask me, Mike, how do you always remember uh, scripture? Stop worrying about knowing the chapter and verse number and just let the word of God be in your heart. That was my biggest struggle. I know this is unrelated, but we always like to teach. My biggest struggle is when I thought I had to know verse number, I had to know chapter number because that becomes memorizing numbers. No one in scripture quoted that quoted like that because they didn't exist. Thus says the Lord, and you can speak the word of God. If you know the scroll it's in, according to John, in the letter of John, right? Um, and, and you could find it, obviously, because someone might say, well, can you show me? And then, and then you go find it. But uh, look right here. <clears throat> And this is the promise. Oh, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be. Oh, here it goes. That it might become plain to them that not all of us, uh, not all, they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. So we have been oh. anointed by the Holy One. We are given knowledge by the Holy Spirit. So oh. it's whole. You can't challenge me. Don't touch God's anointed. Anointed, uh, little kids, sit down, sit down, because you are not anointed. If you are, mm. it's just like I am, because you and I have the same Christ in us. This is again, amen. The biggest problem with this isn't just that these people are mocking God, but because you're looking up at them, you're forgetting who's in you. So you're also looking down on Jesus. Because yeah. Paul says in Galatians 2 that it is no longer I in me, but Christ in me. Christ don't need to go to a prophet. Ladies and gentlemen, big screen again. <laughs> Lumi, come here. Amen. Amen, Jesus bro. Jesus does not need a prophet. Jesus does not need that. The same spirit in that man that can cast out demons is in the person that he's saying has the demon. Hear that again. The same spirit in the man saying he casts out demons is in the man that he's saying can have a demon. Mm. And yet you don't like me because it goes against your feelings and emotions. Kick rocks. I don't care. I tell you all the time. Yeah. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to maybe make you so mad at me that you want to prove me wrong. And maybe you'll go into the Bible and see the truth since you ain't listening to me. Amen, man. Amen. That's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And just we've we've got a couple of questions. Uh, one year, do you need someone to heal you or deliver you, or can the Holy Spirit do that alone? Correct. Uh, anyone know? Trying to test and experience. Natalie, one of the most important things you've got to remember is that moment you believe the gospel, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. There is. Go back to last week's. Go go last. Go back to last week's episode and watch that again. Sanctification. JD, read from verse 12 and finish out the passage. I got you. Uh, verse 12. Right here. Okay, cool. Uh, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance in the saints 
uh, of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Yes, Colossians 1 verses 10 through 13. Absolutely Christians awesome. Christians deliverance. You have been delivered. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, that's, 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 that's the point I was trying to make. You're, you're delivered immediately. Um, and what happens is, and this is the deception, when you battle with certain sins, they will tell you you have a demon. And they are lying because they themselves are battling with those same sins. And this is, we, we've, I forget the scripture now, but we see the same thing. Jesus Christ rebuking the Pharisees for the exact same thing in Matthew, claiming to be keepers of the law that they transgress. And this is exactly what these deliverance ministers do. They claim like they have reached a level of sinless perfection. And this is why they are able to guide you. And they've got authority to deliver you because they're more clean than you. It is a lie from Satan himself. Let's look at some more scripture. Anyone that tells you that your sin is demons, Paul says no. Let's read it. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. So Paul is making it clear that our flesh is in rebellion against God. We see this actually in Romans 8 as well. Romans 8 says that your flesh is opposed to God. Just in case you don't believe me, I'll jump ahead for two seconds. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. People Amen. the only enemy that exists is demons and don't realize that your flesh itself is in opposition of God. So now let's go back and listen to what Paul just said. I know nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right. Holy Spirit's in us, the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Why? Because I still walk in this flesh. For I do not Amen. do the good I want. My mind serves the law of God, but I, do, I, I can't do it. But the evil I do not want to do is what I keep on doing. Does Paul then say, this demon in me? No. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the demon that dwells within me? No. But the sin that dwells within me, the rebellion of my flesh, the rebellion of my flesh. So then it literally says at the end, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but my flesh serves the law of sin and death. Well, this one just, this translation just says sin. Remember chapter numbers didn't exist 500 years ago. Very next verse. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the same people that also say, you can lose your salvation because you can sin your way out of it. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, your sin is your own responsibility. Your sanctification is a journey. Your flesh hates God. It's not yeah. demons. Demons, listen. Not demons demons don't need to push you to sin. Like, I don't know if you know this, but you willfully sin way before a demon ever even knew your name because demons aren't omnipresent. They can't be everywhere. Dem you, If it was true that demons cause sin, there would either have to be 8 billion demons on this planet. I don't know what else because everybody's sinning. So tell me, is it mm. demons or is it our sinful flesh? Wait a minute. Adam and Eve were perfect. They didn't have a demon and Satan didn't yeah. enter them. All he did is say, you sure about that? Now, do demons do that? Yes, on your radio, on your TV. Every TV show you watch with sex is basically saying, I know you love God's law, but 
You sure about that? Because you really like watching this. Yes. Amen. The demons oppress. This is where we, we, we should clarify. Demonic oppression is not just a demon standing on your skin rather than being inside of your skin. Every one of us face demonic oppression. Paul tells us that we battle against darkness and principalities. Every time you listen to a secular song, you are getting demonic oppression because it is demons that, that are in this world trying to feed you. Push their All agenda, yeah. That change your thoughts. Because what is it that you think about? The thoughts that, that, that come into your head are based off of the things that you surround yourself with. So yes, if you surround yourself with demonic things like bad music and porn, they're right about that, that you're letting something in, but it's not demons. You're just giving your flesh what it desires and making it easier. It's like waving crack again, in front yeah. of an attic. Like yeah. if you wave crack if you in serve front of an that, attic. Yeah, and if you right. serve that right. law, if you, if you serve sin, you will, you will then satisfy it. And, and, and this is how I explain this. The analogy is this. Paul speaks of this law of sin. So again, gravity is a law. Whether we can see gravity or touch gravity, we cannot. But it is a law. We are all bound by gravity. Tomorrow, I can't get up and say, I don't believe in gravity. Gravity doesn't exist. Well, too bad, bro, because you're still going to stay firmly planted on the ground. You're not going to float off into the atmosphere. So whether you believe in it or don't believe in it doesn't make it any more relevant. The same thing with sin. Sin is a law at work within your members. So if you think that you have the power to overcome sin in your own capacity, you are wrong. You need Christ. No one overcomes sin but by Christ. So someone mentioned something about uh, that that made me really think. Someone said if they cast it, if they were to cast out a demon at these deliverance services, wouldn't the demon just go to a new person, especially since they don't believe the Holy Spirit's enough? And that's a great point. So I want to show you a moment where a demon does something because all throughout scripture, you never see a demon talk back to anyone who has the power to cast them out. Demons don't talk back. Let me just make that very clear. If a demon's talking back, then that means that there's a lacking of something there from the person who's, who's trying to cast it. When you go over to Acts 19, we see that the handkerchief and aprons that touched Paul were able to cast demons out. Literally, without Paul speaking, things near him were able to cast demons out. So demons can't say no to that. But then it says the Jewish exorcists, side note, that's the proper word, by the way. These deliverance ministries talk about deliverance. Christians don't need deliverance. That's literally blasphemous to say because we have been redeemed, which is uh, uh, synonymous for deliverance. But an exorcism would be the proper term, which has been happening for all of church history. That actually has been happening for 2000 years where Christians have uh, had exorcists, mainly the Roman Catholic church, because before the Protestant reformation, we were all Catholic, but we see here, the Jewish exorcists try to invoke Jesus name and Paul's name. And the demon talks back. This is the first time you see a demon talking back. And they said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And then it says that the man in whom the evil spirits leaped on them and mastered all of them. If a demon was really in that room in this church and they cast this demon out, where's it going? Where's yeah. it going? Amen, bro. Amen. They got the little box from Ghostbusters. Someone kicks it across the stage and it slides under and it pulls it in. Yeah. Sorry, JD. I know Amen. you're in Africa. Ghostbusters is a really popular movie here in America. Uh, <laughs> I love you, bro. Okay. You know what? You're gonna make me tell you. You're gonna make me tell you to go eat a pickle, but I, I won't say it. I won't say it. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I love you too much, bro. We're running out of time, but we could honestly talk about this so much. You ever hear someone say this, JD? Demons can attach themselves to items. Oh yeah. Can I oh, tell yeah. you all that's a lie? And do you want to know how? 
because I have common sense. Check it out. If demons could just attach themselves to items, Satan's not stupid. He would buy two things, a pencil factory and a water company. And he would have demons in every water bottle and every pencil. Every child at school would be carrying their demon pencil and everybody drinking water would be drinking demons. Demons cannot attach to just anything. They cannot. It involves, yeah. now can, can a spirit inhabit an idol or an object through ritual and things like that? Sure. But when people act like if you just own something, you own a cross, you own a, if you own a crystal, not for occult reasons, but like you own one of God's crystals because God creates everything, demons could be attacked. That's not, that's, that's Hollywood, guys. All of this yeah. is Hollywood. The way they present, the way demons act, the way they present demons speaking, the way they present everything is Hollywood, which, yeah, come on, guys. Again, we, we, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to close off with what I ended up, what I started off with. Anyway, we got 142 people in the chat. I encourage you, if you're not a Christian, if you're not a believer, if you are a believer, wherever your stance is, stand on scripture alone, believe the gospel, believe our Christ Jesus is the only way, as he said he is. Believe that he died for your sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again. Come to the realization that you are a sinner in need of a savior. And this is, in, in a nutshell, what repentance is. But what I will challenge each and every single one of you to do is go and find me any apostles or prophets prior to the 1900s. And why was the Holy Spirit dormant for almost 2,000 years? And then all of a sudden started moving through people in Nigeria, Madagascar, America, England, all over the place. The East just all of a sudden moving and everybody's anointed and everybody's got a different word from God and none of them can sit around the table and agree about even the, the soteriology and the doctrines of Christ, which is Christ Christology. None of them can agree on any of the f fundamentals on which we as Christians stand. None of these prophets can agree on the fundamentals of Christianity. This is what's scary. Some I've even heard some of these prophets say not all of God's word is inerrant like you're a prophet of god and you're literally saying not all god's word is god breathed not all of the old testament is true i think was exactly what he said it's amen. it's ridiculous well, and with that being said i love you guys i've got to bounce have a beautiful right. evening yeah jd's gotta go but i'll close it out we're gonna close out and i have one last thing i want to read from the bible here for you guys as your final message um so jd we love you brother i'll talk to you soon um, and we'll, yeah, we'll talk soon. I don't know why I have to act like I won't Grace speak peace, guys. soon. God bless bro. Guys, the final message I want you to hear for anybody listening on, uh, 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 you know, Spotify or iTunes, anybody watching this later on YouTube is this, because this is not up for your interpretation. There's nothing that could be misperceived here. And, and, and Paul makes this so clear. This is the only time in scripture where we ever see Paul, or honestly, I don't think anybody where they do this style of like literally repeating it in this way. Let's just read it. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. So notice how he says a distortion of the gospel of Christ is a different gospel. A distortion is a different gospel. Important to know. But even if we, that's the apostles. So even if someone is an apostle, even if someone was legitimately an apostle, 
They don't have the authority to do this. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. I don't care about your, I don't care about your experiences. I don't care if it literally was an angel that you think stood in front of you. I don't care if someone walks on water in front of you. I don't care if someone raises the dead in front of you. If it is a gospel, contrary to the one you have heard preached, let them be accursed. And then it made me think of one other thing. And I think it's actually in 2 Corinthians. My bad, my bad. Is it 2 Corinthians? Because it goes hand in hand with that as well. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, while I'm looking for this, I can talk at the same time. Uh, guys, make sure that you uh, are hitting follow, hitting share, um, hitting like, all that stuff. You know how to do it. And um, join us next Monday and Wednesday. We are always live Monday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. And um, uh, uh, we also put this podcast the very next day on Spotify and iTunes. And then after the podcast, I will be live on TikTok for a little bit just to answer some questions. Not a lot tonight because I am not feeling the hottest. Um, let me, I'm pulling this up real quick. I don't know if y'all can see the Bible that I have open right now. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. All right, so let's look at this real quick. There we go. Boom. Paul says, for if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Indeed, I consider that I am not in the least inferior to these super apostles. Even if I am unskilled in speaking, I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way, we have made this plain to you in all things. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted? Because I preach God's gospel to you free of charge. Please listen to this, guys. I robbed other churches by accepting support from them in order to serve you. And when I was with you and was in need, I did not burden, burden anyone for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need. So I refrained and will refrain from burdening, burdening you in any way. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Achai. And why? Because I do not love you. God knows I do. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. This is the part I wanted you to hear. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. With that being said, guys, I love y'all. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. 
feel like we could keep going on this topic, uh, but we have to end it. So make sure you guys are doing all those things, the YouTube stuff, the liking, subscribing, and all that. And as always, God bless and go in peace. Okay.